everyone, and welcome again to another great edition of Talking Tigs. You could say it's a golden edition of Talking Tigs because we are actually hitting our 50th episode, and we're thrilled to bring it to you. Thanks for uh, joining us for all this time. But for those of you that are just joining us, stick around. We may hit 100. Um, but uh, we got a few things to get into today. Um, LSU actually added a, a new recruit and, you know, there's still some more talk about whether there will or will not be a football season. We're going to get into that and anything else that might come up here today. Before we do, just wanted to remind you folks, if you're not already do so, please follow us on Twitter at Talking Tigs. Uh, we're also on Facebook as the Talking Tigs podcast. And we are literally blowing up on TikTok. So uh, if you follow us there, we got some good stuff. Most recently, a haka dance, which uh, I think everybody just loves to see no matter what time of year. Uh, and we're also on iTunes and Spotify as well. Before we jump into things, just wanted to check in with the co-host uh, and see how they are doing with everything that's going on with the world. So, uh, Tommy, Daniel, how you guys doing? Well, uh, Scott, it's, I think we're about you know DefCon ten or DefCon one, whichever one's worse. I don't know. I don't know the way the DefCons work. Uh, it, it goes up in numbers. So okay. one is okay. Ten, ten. It's like World War three. Yeah, well, we're getting ready to to you know go into like World War no season, so that's that's where I'm at. Um, you know, we'll and we're gonna we're gonna hash it out and talk all about it. But uh, I I'm I'm back in the back in the camp I was in you know about three months ago. It's looking bleak, right? Yeah, well, I'd like to congratulate both of y'all and I guess myself on making it 50 episodes. Thanks for. All of uh, y'all out there who have continued to listen and support us uh, over the past year. It's been a great ride, had a great season in the meantime, and hopefully we can get to another great season, all that. Although that is not quite looking so likely at this point, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, like Scott said, the video we posted on TikTok hit half a million videos, half a million views today, and we're up to 14,000 followers. So uh, the people are really loving the content over there. So go follow us. And uh, I guess with that, we can dive into what's been going on this past week. Yeah. Um, and uh, like you said, uh, dive in. I'd, I'd say we just dive in because get this recruiting news out of the way because we, we did add a new recruit as of yesterday. So for that, Daniel, I'm just going to I'm just going to lob it right back into your courts and uh, have you deliver deliver this uh, gift that the Tigers got. Yeah, sure. So yesterday, Sunday, the 12th, we had a commitment from Greg Penn, the third out of DeMatha Catholic in Maryland, commit to LSU. He's a four star inside linebacker, the number nine uh, ILB in the country. So that's great to have him reaching all the way up to Maryland. We I guess we had Rakeem Jarrett from Maryland last year before we fumbled him away, but he seems pretty committed to LSU. And so it's a great pickup to bolster an already super strong defensive class. And in his uh, commitment video, he had one highlight, which was him sacking Caleb Williams, the number one quarterback in the country. So that was kind of cool. They play in the same uh, school district, but uh, yeah, so good for him. I think we got him over Maryland and Alabama were the other two competitors, but uh, not too much more to go on that, but uh, a nice pickup for the Tigers. Yeah, yeah it is. Um, what were you going to say? Well, and it's just a good, it, yeah, you're right. It's a good pickup. And um, anytime we can get some, you know, quality talent out of state, like we said last week, Coach O's had it, has a, uh, has a track record of being able to go out and cherry pick, you know, the kind of talent he wants to fill his needs. And so, uh, you know, a stud linebacker, you can't have enough of them. Um, he, I think in his recruiting video, he said, you know, I'm going to LBU which is, uh, you know, now we're, we're DBU, LBU, WRU, you know, maybe, maybe QBU if Miles Brennan has a good season, um, you know. So we're just kind of becoming the U for everything. Um, it's pretty uh, move over Miami. You know, it's pretty exciting. And uh, welcome to the team, Greg Penn the third. Yeah, and um, I just realized it's another, another prospect out of Maryland uh, that we got. I mean, we've flirted with many others um so what do you is there a connection there i heard maryland's pretty catholic do you think it's a catholic connection that's going on there or what you know scott i was thinking kind of the same thing you never know <laughs> i think i I'm, i would imagine coach o will use any touch touch point he can when he's in the living room you know uh 
pushing, pushing people to come to LSU. So, you know, if he comes in and he, and he's, he notices that they're a Catholic household, he's like, Hey, come down to Catholic country. You'll fit right in. I mean, he did go to DeMatha Catholic High School, so which is actually one of the national like football powers. Chase Young, Ohio State standout, the Heisman finalist, went to the same high school uh, there. So continue on that good defensive tradition. Yeah, I'm sure that's an angle for the parents right there. Hey, we got a we got a lot of Catholics down here. This one's gonna be fine. <laughs> um, anyway, but that's that's another good get. Uh, LSU just keeps it going. COVID or not, it's not going to stop them. Um, but I don't know what it could stop. Could be the season. And I don't know. I, I was, uh, was going to mention the Big Ten this week, but, you know, the SEC actually just finished their meeting like within like the last hour or two, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. And they, they released a statement. Uh, and, you know, a lot of it's kind of just fluff. But it basically said we had a productive meeting on Monday, engaging in discussions on a number of important issues that will contribute to critical decisions to be made in the weeks ahead. It said the, the ability to personally interact over the course of an entire day contributed to the productivity of the meeting. So they meet to talk about whether or not people should be meeting together in public, which is, I think, kind of ironic, but whatever. Uh, but it also sounds like they're kind of just pushing the decision off. Um, I actually was watching, yeah, I, I got to blame COVID on this. I was watching Paul Feinbaum earlier, uh, <laughs> and he also said something I actually agreed with. Uh, and I think the SEC just kind of, you know, punting this decision, they're kind of just selling us hope at this point, right? I mean, because they really don't know. They're kind of hoping at this point, which I know the fans are. It's like they don't want to tell the fans no because if things kind of clear up, then, you know, people have already maybe allocated their time or money elsewhere. But I just – they don't have anything new to go on. The Big Ten has pretty much said they're going to – stick to conference play only although i think all the rest of their sports they canceled the uh you know the ivy league is canceled today the patriot league has canceled all of their sports and i don't know what notre dame's gonna do because they're all over the place they're not even in a conference for most things so they could just be playing themselves i don't know that's maybe that's (laughs) that's not pg enough for radio but you know what's what are they gonna do uh, but I don't know. Does um, I, don't know, I guess we could start with you, Tommy. Does this does this seem like anything's really been decided? Like, does it move the needle for you? Because I know how you were before uh, this news came out. But is it? I don't know. Does it does it really give you anything to go on? I think if anything, it, it moves the needle in a negative way because you got to think. You know, if they were to if they if they had come to some great decision and they had developed a plan um, or you know, they had some sort of protocol or there was some sort of hang up where it's like, okay, like we're going to play, but we got to do, we got to do this, this, and this, they would be telling us they, it would not be, you know, we've watched, we've watched the ML, we've watched major league baseball. We watched the NBA golf, UFC, um, NASCAR. They've all navigated this and been fairly transparent with, you know, or even if they're not transparent, they've said, look, we're going to play. There's a lot of details that need to be ironed out. Um, and, you know, but, but trust us, we're going to play. The, when, when I see a, uh, you know, something like this uh, come out, I just, I, I don't know. I don't think it bodes well for college football season because when you combine, you know, a basically not a non-statement like, like you just read, um, where they punted till, uh, you know, the next week or next week or next two weeks or whatever. And the, and then you combine that with what the big Ten's doing with what, uh, you know, the Ivy league did. The, the problem is that all of these conferences are inter- interdependent, you know, it, it, the, this college football playoff system is based on not just one conference. It's not just the sec. And so, even if I, I think that I think that the I, I somewhat expected this to I expected it to come to this. I I think if you'd asked me before this meeting, um, I would have told you that the SEC, if I had to predict what they would do, I would predict the SEC would tell them uh, would tell everyone that they're going to play the only conference games like the Big Ten and continue on there. And then I would say that we'll probably have all power five power five conferences come out and say something similar. 
but I, I think it's all a smokescreen. And I think this is, I mean, if, as you can see, this is a smokescreen. It's a non-statement. And I think that really what's happening is the SEC doesn't want to make a decision and that they don't, they don't want to, they don't want to be the beer bearer of bad news. They're going to let the NCAA, the big faceless organization that everybody hates already, be the bearer of bad news and give the blanket statement that no college sports will be played in the year. I think that's what's going to happen. I think that the SEC, the Big Ten, the Big 12, they're going to, they're going to say, oh, well, we tried. You know, oh, well, we, uh, we scheduled we, – we said we were going to be safe and only play, I mean, play, play conference games. Or the SEC, well, we were going to wait. You know, we waited until the last minute to decide, and then the big, you know, Mark Emmert's going to come in and say, no, we're not playing at all. I, I think that's how it's going to go. I think that, I think that this kind of falls in line with what I was expecting. I didn't expect him to come out and say, you know, we're, uh, we're ready to go. I didn't come out and expect him to say, we're going to have a, you know, we're doing camp this day. We're going to be wearing masks or whatever, or we're going to, you know, wear bubbles. The kid, players are going to wear bubbles around their heads. I didn't expect any of that. And so I, all, all I can say is this doesn't, it, I don't think it bodes well for us as a season. Um, and, you know, it's very unfortunate because I think that we could play. I think that, uh, I think that there's so much more going on than just, just the, the, binary decision of yes or no we're playing football i think it's all i think it's political i think it's uh economic i think it's a lot of fear-based fear-based decision making and it's unfortunate but i would not be uh if (laughs) if you were if you were planning on buying plane tickets for away games you know if you're planning on taking a trip to uh you know auburn or planning on taking a trip to uh you know where else are we playing out of uh you know who knows? You know, if you're if you're planning on taking trips to go see LSU games or see other other football games, I would not be buying plane tickets right now. Yeah, um, can y'all hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. All right, so uh, I'm back. A storm just erupted outside, and I dropped my internet connection, but I'm back. So I'm it's a commitment to this podcast. What can I say? Fighting through technical difficulties and the force of nature to bring you uh, some analysis. So I don't know exactly what all you said, but as far as my take on it. Uh, I think I'm in the similar vein that the SEC is just kind of kicking the can a little bit. They don't want to be the ones to bring the house down around everyone else. And I'm, I'm a little bit different uh, where you said that the NCAA said they probably won't have like any sports this year. I think it's seeming a little bit more likely that if they're going to do something, they'll probably push till January maybe. Uh, and then potentially have like, try for a spring season because that's like we talked about this a few weeks ago but the spring season is people are kind of catching on to that as more like the last resort which um in the conditions that we're currently experiencing last resorts are turning into the first resorts uh so i think they're going to say like we're not going to have anything this fall we'll reevaluate in january depending on progress and then maybe look to have the spring season and figure out the logistics there and in the meantime it gives them the the time to work on exactly how that might look as far as travel and interference with other sports and stuff tommy's shaking his head right now so i know he doesn't agree well i know no i mean i agree that they might they might try to shove some sort of fake season in the spring down our throats but i would implore all all football fans don't accept it okay you know what like i want people i I, the whole time the whole time all i want is people to be honest with us our leaders won't be honest with us these these athletic people won't be honest with us the sports won't be on no one's honest and you know, don't try to don't try to sell me a a season that that concludes in March or concludes in April as a real football season. I don't want it. You know, what I mean, it's like just why don't you come out here and tell the truth and say, look, we're not playing football at all, because the fact is that you think Jamar, you think we'll ever see Jamar Chase in an LSU jersey again if they if if we don't play in the fall. You think we're ever going to see? You know, what, what about Jacoby Stevens? You think we're going to see him? He's a guy who could have gone to the NFL last year and chose to come back for his senior year and be the leader and wear 18. He's not playing in January. Yeah, I think anybody who's probably a third-round pick or earlier projected, at least right now, is probably not going to be pulling the pads on if they can even, avoid it. Even, even a guy like Derek Stingley, why would you play? Why would he choose to play in January and then – risk injury in a season that really doesn't matter 
and then have to, and then basically get two months off and then have to come back and play again in August. Like, how are they going to, this whole, this whole spring season doesn't make any sense. You can shoot holes through all the, that's why, that's why I'm saying, that's why I'm so convinced. And I would bet money right now. And maybe I'm wrong and maybe I, and I hope I'm wrong, but you can shoot holes through all these, all these quote fixes in like five seconds, the not the conference thing. And I'd like to get into this because like, if we're going to, if we're going to take them for their word, which I don't think you should, but if we're going to take these people at their word, then I want to break down like what a conference only uh, situation would be. Cause I think it destroys the entire playoff system, but regardless, um, you know, there's so many that like, no, a, a spring season, it, it would be an extended, uh, an extended, you know, spring training, with with tv rights you know like it just wouldn't work there's players would sit out and and then how do you negotiate going back into and and starting again in late august when you end in when you end in april and you know theoretically people people are going to get hurt it's football season people are going to have injuries people are going to it's a it's a grueling season on on you know young people's bodies and they also have to do school and they also have to do this you can't ask them to play, play in the fall, play in the spring, and then come back two months later and start playing again. Right, and I guess what gets me about the the SEC and, and all these conferences that just haven't decided yet is, what's the harm in just making a date for yourselves instead of sitting around and waiting to see what happens? Because yeah, maybe maybe the SEC is waiting for the NCAA to make a statement about it completely, but. Uh, I, I don't see how, how they would, like, what would they have to go on? Cause it's, you know, it's a novel virus. Uh, they were finding new things out. Now they're saying it is airborne. So it's like, things keep changing. You know, I, I, you'd say our, our leaders, they're not being honest with us. I think they're afraid to say anything because it, it could change and then they'll just look even worse. So I think people are afraid to say, because they just, they really don't know, which is, which is bad because, you know, it's like, how do you, how do you fight against it? But I think someone like the SEC could at least just toss the date out. You know what? We are going to have conference only games starting in October. That's our plan for now. So we're going to work towards that. And you can put, you can implement things that would allow that to happen. If things change, then you adjust or you just scrap it all together, but at least she gives you something to work for and or work towards, excuse me, instead of just the wait and see approach because I don't just, I don't see how the wait and see approach really tackles anything. Uh, pardon the pun, but you know, it's just, I think it would be better off for them to just put a target out there and shoot for it as opposed to just kind of firing blindly in the dark, hoping to hit something that, you know, it's just going to just metastasize in front of them. I just don't see it's going to happen that way, but I will give you guys maybe some positivity some good old American spirit, there may be at the very least, at least one football game this year. And that could be army Navy. <laughs> the Navy uh, athletic director said, you know what? We don't care what happens. We know we're going to play one game this year. We're going to play army. I don't care how it happens, but it's going to happen. It's like, wow, that's awesome. You know what? Imagine you know, that if, if army, if army Navy plays like I, I might even go. that was the only game that was being played live are you kidding me i think yeah americans would go nuts for that uh so i and i think yeah sure do it uh it's like you ask these troops to like what you know there's like a big outbreak in at a marine base up in uh in japan so it's like they're they're already at risk if they're in the service so it's just play the game Uh, and then and then like four people are going to get sick from the army navy game and there's going to be the huge media backlash it's like you couldn't just hold it off for five seconds and just you couldn't put your stupid football away and then it's like oh i'm so (laughs) sorry that we had to have this one thing for the happiness well well, what what are we allowed to have at this point i mean we're not allowed to go to restaurants we have to wear masks we're not allowed to go to stores we're not allowed to go to the grocery store we're not allowed to go to bars you're not allowed to go anywhere you're not allowed to go to the movies. So like, why, why don't I, I just, I, I don't get it. Like if, if, if this is, if this is life then just come, just come execute me. I would like to be executed. That's, that's <laughs> what I'd like. I'm not, I'm not even joking. 
Like, you don't have to be executed. Just go to a COVID party. Alabama has plenty of them. I would no. I would uh, gladly go to a COVID party. I, I want it. I'm begging that for is, the virus. That's that's uh, just a sidebar. That's the dumbest thing I've heard. Having a party to see if you can get it. Like that's why you know the. That's why we can't have nice things, and that's why this keeps getting dragged on. It's because I don't think enough people do take it seriously. We did for a little while, but it's like it didn't happen soon enough, so we kind of gave up. But like now, it's like to ask these people to go back into lockdown. It's just it's not going to happen. It's so I, I don't know. I, I, I do not envy Greg Sankey or a Mark Image position because they have to make a decision at some point, right? Like they're the leaders in this. They have to decide. They just they're afraid to because you know what? Like like Daniel said, what if they play a game and I don't know, a few people contract it, or let's see, even one person dies. There is no living that down. People will not let them live that down, even though you could get it just randomly going to get food for your family. You know, it's like uh, there's, they're going to be excoriated. So they're afraid to make, they're, they're gun shy. They're afraid to make a decision. I, I don't know how, I don't know how they get around that. So. You could, you could get, I think, I think probably more people are, are likely to die on the way driving to a uh to an sec football game than they are to die at an sec football game yeah trying to so, find parking around trying to find parking <laughs> i mean if you go to tigerland after the sec after an lsu game you're you know you're more likely to die there than you are to die inside you know because of going to an lsu game so i mean i think it's just it's the you're right like they don't want greg sankey everybody wants to pass the they want to pass it around they want to pass the buck around it's like a hot potato and whoever has it last, and I and I, my prediction is the NCAA will have it last because they're the big mammoth organization, and they don't care be, about being the bad guy. I people have said to me, Tommy, you're out of your mind. The NCAA would never give up that much money, and I would like to remind you that early on in this whole thing, when nobody knew any really anything about this virus, it was new. People were at that at the at the point. You know, at the very beginning, people were saying there were people saying this is the end of the world. We're all going to die. Prepare now. And then there were people saying uh, it's nothing. It's it's the flu. And I don't I don't know I don't know which one it is. But at that point, there was it was you know very split decision. The NCAA decided to give up and not just not not try not not do a halfway not move it to the summer. They decided to give up their most revenue generating event of the year. March Madness. If they're willing to give that up, they don't care about football. I'm sorry. Like they're if they're willing to give up their biggest money maker and the 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 most profitable thing they do all year. Like everybody says, I mean, football is very very profitable. It's the most profitable thing for athletic departments. Most athletic departments live off football, but the NCAA itself lives off March Madness. The TV rights are incredible. There's so many games. They get their branding. They get their branding on every single. They get their like, brand, commercial yeah, exactly. cutscene. It's not, it's not, you know, like when, when you watch for, uh, formally, when you formally watched uh, the SEC on CBS, you know, it didn't say NCAA SEC, it said SEC. When you're watching March Madness, it's all NCAA. The logos on the court, the logos on the screen, them talking about it. Welcome to the NCAA tournament. So, and I, you know, they're not going to, if, if anything, they're not going to sanction, they're not going to sanction these games and then start, things start to fall apart especially when we're talking about championships, you know, like with the college football playoff, I guess technically the college football playoff is not sanctioned by the NCAA, but they all work hand in hand. I don't think these big national sanctioning boards, college football playoff in general, I think they're going to be the ones to make the decision and they're going to be the first dominoes to, or, well, I guess the first dominoes would have been, you know, Ivy league and, and big 10, but the big domino will be the national uh, bodies. Yeah. And, you know, you brought up a good point. It's like if the NCAA is willing to forego March Madness, um, you know, why why are they hemming and hawing about the college football season? If if they were, if it was so obvious to them back then, what what are they hung up on now? I guess, you know, the, yeah, the March Madness. Yeah, that's such a because think about it. That's probably the one the one sport they have that's, you know, that they can get viewership in pretty much any market. You know, yes. like Dayton, Ohio, there's going to be people watching because their school is going to be in the tournament and, you know, could go one, two, three, four rounds. 
I doubt many people in Dayton would be watching LSU play Clemson for a title. Who knows? Maybe they do, but if their school's not in it, they don't care. Uh, so it's just, it's baffling how there's just, there's all these night and day uh, decision makings that, I don't know, they leave us sitting here wondering why they can't just tell us yes or no. Well, in Scott, some sense, you, you bring up a good point about the, about the, uh, regional aspects of like the viewership as well you know a march like the mark like I, like i'm saying I, I i sound like a broken record but it's true march madness is watched 50 states everybody's watching it but college football we, we love it in the south we love it it's it's our religion but in the northeast in the you know midwest it, it's not as big and like you said a clemson lsu lsu georgia uh, sec championship Cle- even clemson ohio state you can watch, you can look at the viewership maps and it's not, it's not watched 50 statewide, even though it's the big, you know, it's, these are the, you know, the three biggest games of the year, which would be LSU versus Oklahoma, LSU versus Clemson and Clemson versus Ohio state. These games aren't watched nationally They're They have huge viewership, but it's because everyone in the state of Louisiana is watching everyone in the state of Oklahoma is watching, you know, everyone in the state of South Carolina is watching. So like and and so I think that the one thing I would say to you, Scott, about the you know why are they hemming and hawing now, whereas they they pretty much pulled the trigger immediately on on the March Madness is the timing. You know, it, with March Madness, the thing ha- like the the I remember vividly, it all happened in like a week. You know, like the tournament was set to start. Everyone right. was everyone was basically ready. We were two weeks away from the tournament I, yeah. because I remember we we were we did a podcast talking about how LSU has like, you know, they are, if I, I mean, it seems like forever ago, but LSU had had some trouble late in SEC play. They were going into the SEC tournament. This was their chance to, you know, to kind of redeem themselves. They could win a few key games, make a good impression on the committee and then have a good spot in the, in the tournament. They, we didn't play the, the SEC tournament is like, it's like week SEC tournament week. Next week is like, is it's like a long like a long week and then i want to say like on thursday or friday of the of that week they start they start the uh the play-in games right it's something like that so i think they finish the tournament on i think saturday and selection sunday is the next day yeah and then they start don't they start on thursday yeah i I think so yeah so i think it's an easy decision for them to make because they can just blindside everybody by it if they had made that i i i would almost I would almost bet that for mo- for a month now, two months now, who knows, at the NCAA headquarters, they've been saying, yeah, we're not playing. But they're not going to tell us this now. There would be – I mean, people people would be in the streets, I think. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, there would be people picketing outside of Tiger Stadium, and I'd be there. And and so, uh, yeah, like I, that's why I'm saying they're slow walking it. It was an easy dis- it was an easy bad decision to make. Like they could be the bad guys, but everyone would get over it because it was so quick. And it was like, you know, it was like uh, snapping someone's neck. It's quick and dirty. With this, you know, you have to like death by a thousand cuts. And then to add on to your point, I don't know if this is is good or bad for your argument, but for a little bit of context, the biggest sporting event in the world was canceled this year, which True. is the Summer Olympics. True. And that's like billions of people watch that like we're not talking about college football like college football is big to us but this is big to the world yep. and they're like no nah, we can do it next year obviously they didn't want to do that they've invested so much money in the olympics but they pushed it all the same and so for us to even be having the conversation about a college football season like you think oh maybe we're lucky but then you're like if they pulled the plug on the olympics then how much easier is it to say no to a couple of 20 year olds moving a oblong ball around the field yeah <laughs> So and, it can be rough. And then, and then even let's just, let's just assume just as a thought experiment. Oh, wait, Scott, what, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, I, I get all that. And it's true. The, the Olympics did it, but you know, that those are people coming from all over the world. Yeah. One place. And then they're all going back to their countries that, you know, that just screams. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a logistical there. nightmare, but, right. but, but at the same time, why am I able to watch Korean baseball with the stands filled and I'm also able to watch European soccer there's not people in the stands but it's like you know there that is their NFL 
they are playing it. So it, it's, it's kind of confusing because you can see it going on elsewhere in the world just fine, either the sport with fans because their numbers are so low or just the sport by itself without fans. So it just it makes you wonder, okay, well, they're doing it. It's like you can watch the numbers to see if they tremendously spike or not, but I haven't heard anything yet. I'm just seeing God, the don't, game. Don't on question TV. it. Just don't question it. No, Dr. No, Fauci, Dr. Fauci has our best interests in mind. Don't question him. <laughs> well, I, I, it's not that I, I question him because, you know, he's, he's, he's kind of got a flashlight in front of his foot, you know, trying to figure this out, but that's, that's kind of like anybody. So it's, uh, yeah, he hasn't been right, but uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if I can completely blame him because this is kind of taking everybody by surprise. So uh, you know, nobody knows, but that's what I'm saying is there's just so many different degrees of what we're looking at in the U S we're looking at nothing, but in, all across the world, we're looking at sports without fans or sports with fans. So it just, it just makes you wonder like what, why can't we have one of those, you know? Mm-hmm. Also, just to give you another little update, I had been sending emails to the LSU ticket office as a a football season ticket holder. I think I've sent three over this past summer and I have had no response at all. And they finally sent me back an email today saying that they don't have any plans at this time. Uh, So that's good. They're uh, kicking it on a little (laughs) bit further. Thanks. Uh, Thanks, They didn't didn't want to spill the beans to me and I could post it on tiger droppings for all the rabid fans to eat up. So if I, I, they got in trouble for it like two weeks ago, you know, Something somebody they they said something to somebody. Yeah, no, I mentioned it on the pod. Yeah, I mentioned on the pod that like this guy said, yeah, they emailed me said they're gonna have an update this week, and then they didn't have an update. (laughs) And as of July thirteenth, there is still no update. They don't commit to anything. If I were them, I would just send out the emoji of the (laughs) guy, like I don't know, with the two hands in the air. Just send that out. And I mean, I understand. I understand that I'm not the tiger ticket office's number one priority uh, to appease here, but it would be nice to give the people something. Yes, you are legacy, Daniel. You deserve it. True. And Scott, I'll do you one better. They should just send a gif of uh, John Battle after he after he intercepted Jake Fromm in 2018 of him just shrugging like that. Yeah. <laughs> they don't. We need to put that on. We need to put that somewhere. So it's bad radio, it. but just go look up. Uh, John Battle interception is Jake from Georgia. <laughs> Check out the TikTok later because we'll we're gonna yeah, have we'll, it. we'll put it up. We'll put the we'll put the shrug up. Yeah, just oh. say, will we have a season? The John shrug, Battle. Greg Greg Sankey. Whenever someone asks him if we're gonna have a season, <laughs> well, it's funny because they they asked him specifically and they said, you know, what's the likelihood? Like, where where, where does the conference stand? And he said, well, it is very high. It's high to very high on our concern that there would not be a season. You know, it's like, again, it's, it's now it's skewing towards, we're not going to have a season. It's like, why don't they just go ahead and either cancel it or just, like I said, just pick a date. So, you know what? We don't know yet. So we're going to shoot for October or November and we're going to go from there. Can, I know I mean, that's, that's kind of kicking the heat. That's kind of punting, but it's kind of like a pooch punt instead of just, trying to punt the link of the field. Can, I mean, can I, can I say something else? Like, I think that, I think that another reason that they're punting and they're, and they're just waiting, these universities are going to see enrollment drop if they cancel a season. I might be one of them. I don't know if I want to go to a school. I don't know if I want to go to LSU for a year when, and pay and pay a lot of money to, to have to conform to all these different restrictions and not be able to go here and have to wear a mask here and have to do this and have to do half my school online when I can't, when I don't even have Saturdays in tiger stadium to look forward to. I think that, and I don't think I'm alone. I, yeah. I would, I would venture to say as an LSU graduate that conservatively 65%, but maybe more in my mind, 70 to 80% of the LSU experience is, is highly impacted on football season. It is when you're, and you know it, if you, if you went there, you know, you know, Monday through Friday, it's the hype for the next, especially if you're good. I mean, last year it was a hundred percent, but you know, Monday through Friday, you're just thinking about the next game. Saturday is game day. And then Sunday you come on the podcast and rehash it with your, with your two best friends. (laughs) And so I would say that like, I don't think these, I think that I can guarantee that's in a calculation of like, we need to do this as soon when, when are fee bills due? Oh, they're due August, August 12th. 
okay, then August 13th, we'll announce no season. <laughs> like, right. I'm, I don't think I'm alone. Maybe I'm crazy. I think I am crazy. A lot of people have said it during this COVID thing, but I think there no are probably more people. refunds. Yeah. And they, they're not going to, they, <laughs> they're not going to give you your money back. That's the other thing. Well, and that's, that's a good point. It's because if, if there's no campus life, if there's no sporting events, which is, you know, part of the reason I myself went to a, a, a division one school is because I wanted that atmosphere. If that doesn't exist, what's to say that I'm not going to save my money and just seek out courses at either Grand Canyon University or Southern New Hampshire University, all these commercials I'm watching. It's like, why am I going to pay top dollar mm-hmm. for LSU's online programs when I can get the same English 101 at Southern New Hampshire or whatever? Yeah. And that's not, I'm not a paid endorser, by the way. I'm just picking that off the top of my head because I see the commercials. But yeah, it's like, why would you go through all that just, just to get the same degrees you can get elsewhere? They really need to, they really need to up this value proposition because when I sit here and look at, you know, like that, you're totally right. Like when I, when you look at, when you look at on paper of like why you go to LSU, it's not, it's not because of the, it's not because of like the the textbook they give you. Both it's it's partly because of the the good education you're receiving. Right? Well, I know that, but but guess okay. what? Like McGraw Hill is in every school. Yeah, I I, I went. I didn't. I didn't only go to LSU. I went to ULM. I went. I did a semester at, or a quarter at Tech, and you learn from the same textbooks. It's all it's all Pearson. It's all McGraw yeah. Hill. And so what you're saying is like for this is not for everybody, and this is not every school, but for generally colleges across the country, it's college sports and Greek life are what drives a pretty good chunk of the campus, both like in the classroom and just what's going on in general. And they already canceled all Greek life activities on LSU in the spring. And at this point is looking that's liable to be the same for the fall. So that's one half of the the pie gone. And then the other half is the college sports. So if you're an incoming freshman at LSU, you're looking to enroll in a fraternity or sorority and go to LSU football game. You're like, well, hold on, wait a second. I can't do it. Why would I even go if I don't get to do these things? The two things I'm looking forward to the most, why don't I take a gap year, maybe find like doing some work or uh, internship somewhere for a year and then come back ready to rock in 2021 and then have fun then. And then LSU's like, oh no, you'll be fine. Come on, wear your mask. And then it's like, eh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not don't, so sure. Don't worry, it'll be fun. <laughs> wear your mask and do half your and do half your classes on Zoom and sit in your house all day. You know, right. move move to Baton Rouge and really get to see this see the sights from your room (laughs) right exactly i mean that's pretty much what your first some some of your like freshman sophomore classes anyway it's like do you do you really did anyone i'll be honest i did not go to every single one of my you know uh basic english math science like uh, you know those 300 student courses like no one goes to all those anyway you just uh, stay at home. You get the cliff notes or you get the notes from someone in class and then you take the test. The I'm rest sorry, of Scott. That, you did? Nerd you went to every class? I went to every class except for – I went to every class my freshman year except for one I was sick for. Wow. Didn't miss class. I was, I was paying for that, Scott. Did you, did you get those attendance points too? Is that why? Um, well, the attendance points are that you – the knowledge you gain by going to class. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Now, I, when I got into my uh, more course-specific, you know, major classes, I did because those are the ones that are really paying attention. I, d- I did go to some classes where, you know, the, the, the instructors would look around at this room of 200 and notice, hmm, ah, the class is half full on the day before an away game. <laughs> so I'm going to send around an attendance sheet, sign in, you'll get points. So I went for those, absolutely, but... Um, point being is if you don't have to be there on campus, why spend that much more money just to get that? Like you can always transfer next year, folks. Yep. See how COVID plays out. Anyway, uh, we've probably beat that to death, but, uh, <laughs> it's just, it's just, uh, it's just, it's marveling to just see all this go on. Cause you know, none of us has seen this. None of our parents have probably even dealt with this, you know? Unless your grandparents were alive and during the Spanish flu, I don't think anyone's seen it. But anyway, um, I guess uh, more wait and see as far as the uh, the, the teams go. It's interesting though, because you know the SEC just put out a video of all the coaches wearing 
mask, I guess, you know, another PSA trying to get people to follow some sort of social guidelines. And I'm like, well, that's great now, but you know, if you'd have done this a few weeks ago and maybe if people uh, took hold, it, it, you know, it might've worked some, some sort of difference, but it's kind of late in the game to be sending out PSAs, asking your fans to wear masks in public using your coaches as uh, you know, props to do so. If you're also going to say, well, we don't know what the season, you know, what we don't know about the season yet. All right. Well then get the coaches out to talk about that. Don't tell us to wear a mask because that's not changing anything, but I digress. Um, I don't know. There was a, I don't even know what to, I don't know. I, I did watch the championship game. I had that, that on again. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I, it was just interesting to think that what if LSU was the only college sports team to win a title at all in 2020? You know, they were the last one to do so. Yeah. That could be interesting. That's something to mention later on down the line, but that's kind of how it's looking. You know, LSU is the last title or the only title of 2020. I would, I would almost do you one, do you one more. What if LSU's the last CFP champion? It, I, there are a lot of there are a lot of people talking about how these athletic programs are hanging on by strings. Football, football, for the football team, you know, their football revenue is the only thing that keeps them up. There's a lot of schools that will close athletic programs if they do not play football this year. It's not like they just have cash sitting around. Right. What if what if we see a and, and this might you know this is what a lot of people have been asking for a mega conference almost like an NFL type deal where you have like teams across the country, you know, Texas, LSU, Alabama, Auburn, Clemson, Penn state, Ohio state, all in one conference. Um, or, or two con, you know, split up into two divisions, something like that. I could see a lot of, a lot of teams folding. And by that, a lot of conferences having to restructure because they're just, they're losing teams left and right. A lot of the smaller teams, of course, LSU is probably not going anywhere, but That might have to you might have to alter the, the CFP at that point. You might have to alter the way we do everything. So, you know, I guess we can say we enjoyed it while we had it, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, actually, interestingly enough, uh, I saw I think it was earlier this past week, Stanford, who is pretty well renowned for uh, having like the winningest sports, like the athletic department. Uh, obviously football and basketball, you know, those are the bigger sports. Uh, they haven't really won any titles, but all their other smaller sports have. So each year you can just Google it. Stanford is the one school that like just has the most national championships year and after year. Yeah. They have that like capital one cup thing that they win every year. Or it's like yeah, overall, yeah. but it's, you know, it's all these sports that nobody ever really gets to see or watches you know it's it's so it's such a small like the minutiae uh you know it could be fencing or you know one-armed fencing whatever it is but uh, they they did away they think they had 32 sports programs they just whittled away like 15 of them and that's you know that's saying something because you know that's something that they would have to hold on to to say look we're still the the winningest athletic program in the country but even stanford and this is a school that does not – it doesn't have money trouble either. Exactly. <laughs> and they they just did away with it all. Uh, you know, they absolved the program. Now, I don't know what happens to their student-athletes. You know, but that's something else to consider too is let's say they don't have football this fall. Like are they still going to honor all these scholarships that are coming in? I imagine they are. But like what do you say to recruit um, going into next year? Hey, I'd like to offer you a scholarship to just come here and practice basically. Uh, Cause I don't hopefully, know when we're going to they let you practice. Right. Hopefully. Although, I mean, that's kind of a win. That's a huge win for a student. I mean, you, you come to play, but like if you still get like a free ride to LSU. So if you're someone who's always wanted to go to a division one school, you know, obviously you want to play. I totally get that. Um, but I think, I think what you'll have a harder, what, what would be more difficult is, trying to get these coaches to get motivated about recruiting for a season that may never happen. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, yeah. how do you, how do you, how do you game plan? Can you imagine tr- having to, having to like look at your roster and say, okay, so I have right now we have Jamar chase. We have Derek Stingley. We have Terrace Marshall. 
We have Chris Curry. These are all great players. Jacoby Stevens is here. He's great. Um, how do we utilize them or what are we going to do with when we, when they don't play, like, how do we convince, how do I convince, how do I convince uh, Jamar chase to stay? And I mean, it, it won't happen, but, but that's like something they're going to have to think about. How do I convince Jacoby Stevens to stay? Cause they're not going to take away his eligibility for this year. You know what I mean? I, I would think that he'd get to come back and play in 2021 or 2022 or 2023, whenever they let us play again. How do you convince him to not just go on and get drafted and say, well, I'll just ride on the, on the success I had last year. Right. Well, because of that success from last year, I think that takes away some of their, you know, convincing points. Like, look, we're, we're stacked to win next year. Come back and we can win a title. I already, well, we just did that. Oh, right. Uh, well, you know what? I think you're good enough. You could win the Bolitnikov. Well, I just did that. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. Um, well, uh, I don't know. Well, 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 look, 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 if you, if you stay here two more years, Garrett Nussmeyer will be quarterback and he might win the Heisman. Oh, well, I already played with a Heisman trophy winner. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I guess, I guess we get your, get your point. Go ahead, go ahead and go. Uh, but yeah, it's, but I mean, I was thinking that because I, I did watch the, uh, the title game uh, again and it was great to see. It's always interesting to watch it again when you already know it's going to happen because yeah. you're like down 17 to seven. <laughs> I don't have to worry because we come back and win this one. Uh, and it was just, it was just good to see it from moment to moment. But you know, it's like they, they put a stat up during the game of uh, who LSU is going to have coming back. They only, they only have, I think eight starters coming back and it said three on offense, you know, uh, Jamar chase being one of them, but uh, they got to replace the quarterback, got to replace the running back. So it's like, what would LSU like? What would we're all wondering what it would look like next year? But with Miles Brennan, Jamar Chase, and Eric Gilbert, and all this these stable of backs we have coming back, I don't know, guys. I think it would. Uh, I think the best case scenario, it would look like something like the Patriots. You know, I know people will say Tom Brady is the best quarterback that ever played. I, I think I could conceivably argue against that and say, well, you know, he's a product of Bill Belichick and that system. And, you know, that could be Miles Brennan because he's got Jamar Chase, the best wide receiver coming back, a stable of no-name backs, which is what New England has always used, um, and Eric Gilbert coming in. And, and Terrace Marshall still on the team. Yeah, him too. It's like it's it's going to look different, but I think it could be that way to where, you know, Brady just makes it look so easy. I think that's why people don't want to give him the credit. It's like he's not really winning. He's just throwing to to Gronkowski and he's getting 30, 30 yards after the catch. So I don't know. I think that's what it would kind of look like, uh, assuming Brennan you know, holds his own, which I think he will. But he's got all this time. I'm sure he's working on his game, but um, I, I think LSU would be just fine. You know, whenever foot like if football were to miraculously come back this fall, I think LSU would do a lot better than they would because, uh, along with this this show on um, on SEC Network, I think Darinoko was asking uh, Roman Harper about LSU and the, the pluses and the minuses, and they, I think Roman Harper said uh, he gave LSU I think four losses, and I said I don't think so. Um, looking at everything else that's going on in the league all this transition and turnover, not just players, but coaches. It's like LSU's still set up to win. Uh, they're just unproven, but they were unproven last year when people sure. said, ah, we don't know. Uh, this poor guy's good, but you know, he wasn't that great. But then they went and set all these records. Well, but they were good. Yeah. But you know, Joe Brady's not going to be there again this year. It's like, well, that mean his philosophy went with him. They still have that. Insminger was calling the plays. I think LSU would do just fine. Yeah, I mean, you know, we even had there were even some doubters on some podcasts I listened to. Like there was one guy, he just thought Joe Burrow was just an average quarterback at best. <laughs> and he's been awfully quiet for the last like 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for LSU to go four and four in that eight game conference only schedule, barely breaking five hundred. I can't wait for I, I can't wait for Clemson to go eight and no playing uh their ACC conference, and then talk about how dominant they are. And and then have uh, and then have to argue about how a, a seven and one or six and two LSU team that lost to like probably the you know number one team in the nation um, has no has no has no uh, claim over a CFP berth when the undefeated teams are Clemson, 
uh, Ohio State and Oklahoma. Eight no Oregon, book it. They're yeah, eighties no. the eighties in charge of the selection committee, so uh, they're going to be in there. Eight no yeah, Oregon, so. who played, uh, who who played, you know, Berkeley, Cal, UCLA, and uh, the JV high school team in a scrimmage uh, in uh, in Washington. We play Mike Leach's Washington State. We didn't, I didn't even talked about how coronavirus took. Uh, look at Mike Leach's playbook. They're just launched that all-out air raid attack <laughs> against everyone. Well, he, he brought that attack down to, to Mississippi State, so um, that should be interesting. But we won't get to – well, who knows when we'll get to see it. I mean, that's that's what's on hold here is, like, we're going to get to see Mike Leach in the SEC. I, I, that's just uh, – I was looking forward to that. I mean, it, it could still happen, obviously, but – um, not to mention, he just he just gives you know off the wall press conferences sometimes, and the, now that Les Miles is gone, we kind of need that. We need some zaniness. Um, I don't know. I um, do you guys? I, have may, I was gonna say I think we may have brought enough uh, doom and gloom for one week. I think it might be time to just kill it, like my uh, social life in the fall. <laughs> I put it on quarantine. I mean, we can, uh, yeah, I guess we could quarantine the pod for another week as of now. Um, unless you guys had any final thoughts you want to put out there. Uh, don't think so. Big five Oh, uh, looking forward to a hundred. Hopefully I don't know if we can make it 50 more episodes talking about the coronavirus, but uh, we'll do our best as long as there's football, then we'll be playing. But otherwise we might not, uh, be hopping on for another 50, but at least we got us this far. Yep. Yeah, instead of talking tigs, it's going to be like talking viruses or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. Uh, hopefully, hopefully. Uh, talking teen, quarantine. <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, we should check into that copyright on this uh, this next week off. So we'll see. But I think that'll just about do it for us here on Talking Tigs. Uh, hopefully, we'll have some, uh, some more brighter news for you next week. Maybe another commit maybe some daylight on the football season but uh we'll see so i guess until then stay tuned stay safe and we will talk to you next time on talking tears